Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Coming up on today's Better Together. I had to become this, I had to be Lala and then Lauren when I went home because if I, and keep in mind, they're the same people. Like everyone's like, well, does that mean it's a character? It's like, it's not a character. It's like body armor that I put on before I go into an interview or go on a red carpet or before I film Vanderpump Rules because if I don't have that on, I'm gonna run away and I'm gonna cry and I'm gonna live in Utah and I'm gonna be okay with a nine to five job. And, and that's what it is, which is a great life. But I live for this lifestyle. It feeds my soul. I have a great time being in front of a camera, have a great time looking at a script. But, you know, with good comes a lot of bad. So Lala is the body armor that is okay with the bad coming in with the good. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Hey, Better Together fans. It's Better Together with Maria Menunos. And well, of course, as you can guess by now, it's not Maria Menunos here. It's Mr. Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergar, sitting in for my beautiful wife. Today, we're going to give them Lala. Ooh, yeah, we are. We're going to give them a lot of Lala. Like, we're going to give them la, la, la. La, 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 la. Well, if you want to know why I'm, like, killing that pun, it's the (laughs) name (laughs) of a book. Give them Lala from our friend Lala Kent. 
you guys don't know Lala, the few of you, she got her start on Vanderpump Rules and has quickly become a fan favorite and staple on the wildly popular Bravo series. Her career extends beyond reality, though. She stars in a number of feature films, has a burgeoning music career, and is now dabbling in producing. She's a new mom and one of our best friends who happens to be one of the most evolving souls in our industry. And I really mean that. Beautiful, beautiful person. Today, we're going to talk to Lala about her new book, Give Them Lala, and everything else that's going on in the pandemic, her relationship with Randall, and so many other things. Lala, just um, congratulations on the new book. And uh, and I, I mean what I say. I just, every time I talk to you, like you, you just keep growing and evolving and you just have this beautiful and open soul and Marie and I are so grateful that we have you in our lives. I just want to say that to start out with. Thank you so much. That's like the best way to start my morning is someone telling me that I'm a good person and evolving all the time. Thank you, Kevin. Well, I got so many lessons for every time you've come on our show. And it's funny because we'll have like, you know, obviously world leading uh, experts that will come on the show and they'll give us all these gems. And then we get like, we'll have you or Dave Keckner, you know, come on and just give us as much if not more and i and i remember with you it was you, you start your days off with um is it intentions and then you end them with gratitude or is it the other way around no you're right it's the morning intentions and nighttime reflections where we we state three things that we want to go into the world and accomplish that day and it can be something as simple as just saying i want to be grateful all day today and then at the end of the day we reflect back and it's i find that it's the perfect way to start my morning and then i can sleep peacefully at night and and since you've been doing it which is now for a while have you noticed more prosperity come your way i have yeah and i i also like doing it with randall because you know if he and i are not good and on the same page throughout the day then you know both of our days kind of our squamp and even though we're both i would say independent people the core of us i believe is is one another especially now that we have a child together so we always do our morning intentions together and reflections together okay so now you just gave me something thank you for that gift <laughs> no because i know randall he's got if i have add he's got a times a hundred so just to get him I'm to so sit in one place but i think that this is great for this is a great couples tool I think this it is really wonderful. Is. Especially the industry that we're in, Kevin. It's yeah. very hard for us. You know, everything moves at a million miles an hour. And to have a successful relationship in this industry is a lot of work. And I think once you find the person that you're willing to put the work in with, it it makes it a very beautiful life. I, I'm so grateful to have him as my partner, even though he moves a million miles a minute. He does, no, but that's why you guys are great <laughs> together. I never forget, you know, it's why we were playing pickleball at your house. And you, he was being Randall, you know, he's running around on the court and yelling, screaming and playing, having fun. And you just turned to Marina and she's like, I just love him so much. <laughs> and I thought it was so touching. And, you know, there's a, even with the age difference, you're like, I, I feel like he's my age or younger, you know, and I, and I see that in a great way. Yeah, we kind of meet each other in the middle. I feel like he doesn't act his age and and maybe I act my age. I don't know. I think I act older. I, I love to be home and in my bed. And he's just he just has such a love for life. Yes. And 
being around people and that's good for me because I kind of get I get anxiety in in groups of people and he brings me out of my shell so we really are the perfect duo yeah you are and I even even the people that are around you the people who are working around your house you could just feel you were hugging them you just feel we have the same thing in our house it's just so much love and positivity oh we're we're a giant family here my uh our house manager Isabel I tell her that she's the queen of the household because without her, this this place does not run properly. And right. they take care of me. No, those everybody that comes into this house, you're stuck with us. We're like the mob. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's so important to honor the givers because we don't. You know what I mean? We build statues to like, in you know, in our society. But it's the givers like Isabella, you know, who you know, I've met and is so right. warm and loving you know, and giving. Right. And, and so, you know, what's more valuable than that? Nothing. Nothing, right? We're taught to think that other things are more valuable. So when you can get to the core of what what value really means, that's what I, and I think, you know, having my mom come into town and just like bringing the Utah back into my life mm -hmm. also keeps me very grounded and remembering the values in life. Yeah, and, and, I, and I know you had said, we were saying off air, how the book was cathartic or helpful to you just to even write this right can you talk right. about that yeah i i wish i could say that i decided to write this book because my life was just that interesting that everyone needed to know about it hmm. but i feel like it was something for me to put into pages and release because you know, from my alcoholism to the passing of my dad and how I reacted to things that are very controversial, like having an abortion. I, I was carrying these things around with me every single day, every moment, every time I walked into a room, I felt like I had a monkey on my back and a scarlet letter on my chest. Oh. And it was it was time to release it. And I'm not going to get emotional with you today, oh, but honey. Um, when you're on the go 24 seven, like me guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me from working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials. It's been my go-to for so many years and having everything in one place is such a time saver for me with being a first time mom for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. I reserve the right to evolve as a person. Yeah. And we can discuss what I did two years ago, five years ago, five minutes ago. But I refuse to be to allow people to judge me for those moments as if I still am that person today. Yeah. And the fact that you so many of us, Lala, we carry this shit, these just bags, bundles of bricks. We can, and why? 
And when you're with someone like your dad who passes, if Maria's mother who passes, you go, why? What What will we care? It, none of it mattered. No. As long and as you're trying better every day, what does it matter? Like, and we do, we all do it. And I think that, you know, for you, you're able to publish a book, which is wonderful, but other people can write it out too. But the idea is how do we release it? And for you, that was the way to release it, which you, yeah. And I, and I can still feel that you're still carrying some of it. I can just see it. Of course. Um, but it's, yeah, it's what we age ourselves. We literally kill ourselves with this stuff. Um, the number one thing, guilt will eat you alive. I mean, yeah. it's scientifically proven that it starts to chip away at your brain. And this, this book, I, I hope that people are entertained, but I also hope people walk away feeling like they can be a little less hard on themselves. Yeah. You know what's great about you too, Alan? I don't know if you were always this way, but you know, going through alcoholism and getting you know more mental clarity. What I always love about you too is that you, you have such an empathy for everyone around you. I've never heard you say a bad word about anyone on Vanderpump in private. It's always been like, hey, this probably happened because they were feeling this at the time, or maybe they were feeling that all the time. And I feel like um. The fact that you do that is such a great example for other people, but I think also then you need to also apply that to yourself too. You know what I mean? Because you have empathy for those other people, so you need to have it for yourself. Well, the thing is, is not everyone's going to connect in life, and that doesn't make you a bad person because I don't connect with you. I'm sure there's a laundry list of things that my cast members could say that I do wrong or messed up. Um, and I, I, I try to look at people for who they are, accept them. And even though we don't connect, it's not either one of our issues. It just is what it is. Right. Yeah, yeah. I love that though. It is what, you know, and just leave it alone. But the rest of us kind of harp, you know, on it. And I think that's so healthy. Um, Lala, let's go back in time. Let's go to Utah. And let's, you've told me some of your experiences and I'm surprised one you didn't put in the book and maybe we'll talk about it in the interview. But Tell, take us through the experiences of growing up in Utah and kind of, you know, what set the seeds for you to um, to end up becoming Lala, the good and the bad? You know, I know you, you have an abortion in your 20s, but let's even talk about some of the childhood things that you went through that brought you to this place. Yeah, I grew up in Salt Lake City and it was very... Um, the state is is there's no there's no separation between church and state it's very heavy with the lds faith i obviously am not religious nor my lds so that was always something that was strange to me um and in school you know my mom was always called in to the principal's office because people were so concerned or the staff was so concerned that I would play by myself at recess and during free time. And my mom was like, I don't understand why that's a bad thing. Like my kid entertains herself. She has an imagination. That's great. So I've always been the type to, I liked playing pretend. I liked to reenact things. I wasn't much into the toys. I was more into becoming a character and so I believe that that's because I think the arts were just embedded in my soul and in my DNA. And that was my release from the people around me is I was always kind of like the strange girl who liked theater. 
-hmm. and who likes to go to choir. Um, and it's so funny because the kids that make fun of you for being in those classes are the ones who are worshiping everybody that's in that industry. It's like, well, they had to start somewhere, which was their local theater class. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I was bullied a lot and I relied on my mom to kind of pick me up and put me back on my feet. And due to the bullying, I realized that I was going to have to defend myself because my mom was not going to be in my class to tell me that I was great after someone told me that I was not great. And so I developed a very sharp tongue, which who knew that my sharp tongue as a kid would make for a great reality TV personality, <laughs> however many years later. Right. It was just in the stars for me to be on reality TV, I guess. But that was never the plan. I, I grew up always wanting, and, and my mom never signed me up for acting classes. Like she said, if I want to do it, I have to go out and do these things. You know, I'm 14 years old, calling around to people, asking if they'll represent me. And it was intimidating. I was talking to these women who were, you know, the owners of the local agency who were getting me. I thought I was so cool because I would book like the local car show to like talk about the newest Toyota Corolla. But at and it 14, was, that, that is super cool. That was a huge, huge deal. I booked things like that. I was like, I am at the top of my game. But I had to do it all on my own. My mom was not a stage mom. She never was like, let's get you groomed to move out to L.A. It was hard shit, Kevin. And, and you know what? And, and do you see the gift your mom gave you? Yes. You I know, did. we see every day, Lala, we see, at, whether it's at AfterBuzz, our network, or here, the, the parents, the lawnmower parents who are still like doing everything for the kids and they're hurting the kids so bad. But it's bad. Yeah. Maria had the same thing. Maria, the father was like, you're never moving to L.A. And I'm not paying for any college that's that's kind of anything to do with show business. You know, you're on your own. And it, look, at, it turned out to be the best thing. He, he, she was like, I always had a fight. <laughs> I had a fight to figure it out, fight to figure it out. But that's why you're starring in movies. And you've you know, what I mean, you've got the career you have. Well, I've always known that no one was ever going to hand me anything or do things for me. And I think once I realized that. I, you know, took the initiative. And I remember being as young as elementary school, sitting on the couch, watching these kids on Disney Channel being like, instead of enjoying the show, I would sit there and be like, these are actors that are going out and auditioning and they're making things happen. Like, I need to go do that. I had a very, uh, it, it was very intense being inside of my brain at a young age. Yeah. It really was. And and do you see the correlation between maybe why you got into substance abuse? Absolutely. It, it was just, it was, it was going to happen at some point. And whether, you know, people can argue that it, it's in your DNA, it's genetics, who knows? You know, I've lost not uh close relatives but you know long distance relatives to alcohol abuse so i know that it exists in my family but i think it was just a matter of time when you're throwing yourself into show business and you're as sensitive as i am it's only a matter of time before you're like wow all of my anxiety goes away with this serum right here mm -hmm. right yeah. 
and you and when your mind's that busy with ideas and you're 14 and you can't even enjoy a TV show, no. you're going, wait, they audition. How did they get there? Who did they talk to? Who did they know? How do I? Yeah. 100%. And you need to quite figure out a way to quiet the brain down. Um, that was my way and it backfired tremendously. Well, it didn't. It didn't, right? Because look at you now and the journey you've been on and all the great information you can share with everybody. Um, I Can we, you know what freaked me out when you told me about your experience as a model at 14 with an, an agent? Do you yeah. remember the story I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Do you yeah. mind sharing that? No, I don't mind. Just for all, all the, and by the way, for all the people that are pushing their kids into Hollywood at a young age, I think it's a really great story. You know, it, it is a great story. And I don't want this story to detour people from putting their kids in show business because I think it's important to support your child and what they want to do. But you need to be cautious. Um, my mom and I were just people from Utah and everybody in Utah that was in the business, they were stand up human beings. So when I came to LA at 14 for a vacation, I was standing with my mom outside of the Ivy. We had just had lunch in Beverly Hills and this Porsche Cayenne flips around and a very well-known agent at the time gets out. He says that I have what it takes. And, you know, we thought this was cool. And we set up a meeting. My mom went to the original meeting. He said he wanted to take me to meet casting directors. I was actually staying a week later than my mom to be with my friend and her aunt. So my mom was like, that's great. She'll still be here. I'll have, you know, we'll call her Susie. I'll have Susie, you know, bring Lauren to meet you. And you can take her to meet these casting directors. And it sounds you know, when you, when I hear myself say it, I'm like, I cannot believe that my mom would do that, but we were naive, yeah. so naive to all of it. And I show up to his office that day and I already had a pit in my stomach. See the female intuition kicks in at a very young age. And I think it's important that moms tell their kids to listen to that. It's the only thing that won't lie to you. And I was feeling sicker than a dog. I was white as a ghost. I walked into his office and he basically told me that I look like shit. I'm 14. You know, he's 28 years old telling me I look like shit. Um, I told him I didn't feel well and I wanted to go home. He told me to pull myself together in the bathroom and to call Susie to come back to get me. And he ends up taking me to a back elevator that I did not come up on. It was not the one that leads into the lobby. So I was thinking it was strange, but maybe he had a better way to get down to the parking garage. He pushes the stop that halts the elevator and he leans in to try to, you know, put a move on me. And I just remember putting my hand up and saying, I'm, all, I'm only 14. Oh. And he backs off and he says, we're on the wrong elevator anyway. And we go back up and I get on the right elevator and we were never to speak again. Keep in mind, this guy, during the time of my first meeting. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused 
on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. And the time of this, he was texting me, asking me to go to like parties that Jay-Z was having. And it's like, first of all, like, and when I asked my mom, she was like, you're not going to a party with Jay-Z. You're 14. Like it was such a, and for me, it was like, that sounds awesome. Like I love Jay-Z. I watch him, his music videos on BET all day, every day. And it was just a sick and twisted story. And I felt like I needed to put it in there because yes, I was affected by that. I learned something from it, but it's not something that I hold and take with me every single day of my life where I think I can't go on because I'm so scarred by what this man did to me. I actually hate him very much. Mm -hmm. I don't even know where he is anymore. Um, And a short time after my mom called you know, when I told her the story, she called because I think she wanted to rip him a new asshole. And the agency said, he's no longer with us. Click. Mm. So I don't even know what happened to him. Yeah. He got out of Dodge. He was smart. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Where he got let go. I, I don't know. But I felt like it was something that needed to be put in the book because there is a movement, the Me Too movement, which I respect it so much. And I think that we need to figure out how to prevent our young girls from falling victim to that movement or not, or becoming a part of it, I should say, falling victim to these sick- To the predators. Make you feel like, if you do this, I'm gonna make your career amazing. You cannot sleep your way to the top. I will tell you that, that I learned that with this guy who literally, I, and I was young and he told me, you think that these girls who are big in the industry slept their way to the top? No, they were talented and they worked hard. I was like, wow, a lot for a young child to take in, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you really think you can't sleep your way to the top? I think you can sleep your way to a certain point. But you're certainly not, I don't think, going to become an actress like Meryl Streep just by messing around. I mean, that's a talented human. And some would argue that that's just a gift from God. You can't even work on a talent like that. It's just in you to be that incredible of an actress. But I wouldn't know, Kevin. I don't really try to sleep my way to the top. No, no, I know that. No, but I love you. No, here's the thing. I I love you saying that because that's what we need to hear yes it's so i want you to be convicted with that i didn't want to put words in your mouth i agree you can get to a point like you said but your talent and the work ethic have got to kick in 
And yes. I have seen that the ones that have done it, um, I don't know. They've kind of lost a little bit of themselves. And later in life, I've had the blessings of knowing older, older celebrities, like in their 80s and 90s. And, you know, I don't know. You kind of lose something. You do lose. You, I don't want to judge, but you lose so, something of yourself when you do that. And when I think of the people that uh, I think of Meryl Streep or an Oprah, I'm guessing those are women who have not slept their way to get where they got. And then I think, isn't that cool that the bar, you know what I mean? Look how high they got without that. Right. You know? I, I just, when you want something so badly, there are going to be men in this industry who try to make you feel like you won't be able to get there without my help. And I have news for you. You can. Yeah. Those comments are simply fuel to your fire. And we need to teach girls that at a young age, because I don't think you wake up, you know, at 25 or 30 and say, I think I really have the acting bug now. And I want to be in the industry. I think that we have that from a young age. Yes. What do you, is, okay. What's, do you see the difference that like you're acting, you're in theater, you're singing, and then you hit reality. But I do see a difference between people who want to be famous and people who want to act. Yes. I see a huge difference between the two people who want to just, and I can't believe I'm saying this because I, here I am wanting to be an actress and I'm on a reality TV show. Well, let's show. not say you want to be. You are. You've been with Bruce Willis. I mean, come on, Lala. You don't have anything else to prove. You are an actress from the, your body of work already and from what you, you're training as a kid. But please continue. I think we're in a different day and age now where people who have a large following are the ones that are being put in films because it's the perfect way to... Put your film out there and show like hey come and see this movie when you have someone who has 50 million followers and you put them in your movie it's like the perfect way for your movie to be out there for the public to want to see so it is a different day and age but i believe people who are in love with the art they don't want you to follow them around and take pictures they just want to do their thing because they love it people who want to be famous they love the paparazzi coming in and shooting them and they want the press to talk about them. And, you know, I feel like I'm kind of, I won't say that I don't love a good paparazzi moment or a good interview, but I, I do think that that's the difference. I don't think that Angelina Jolie digs when articles are written about her when she's getting press. I think she digs when she kills it at a role and that role is being acknowledged and and the way that she you know just embodied the character i definitely don't think she's like ooh, we're in the good or bad press is is press and we'll take it however we can get it right. i think that's the difference yeah am i making sense or am i yes rambling? you are no, you are 100 <laughs> making sense but i think this is important because i think that there's uh people who are lying to themselves saying they want to act but they just really just want to be famous and I right. think, and my experience, it's a recipe for disaster and 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 re real unhappiness because you, when your your joy or happiness is completely dependent on all these outside factors you can't control, right? It's scary. It is scary, but and I've when I first moved out here and I wanted to be an actress and I was doing my auditions and all of these things. 
you know, LA kind of sucked me in and my, my vision got blurred and I was forgetting what my goals were. And then I'm, I'm suddenly on a TV show and people care about me and you do start becoming addicted to all of these things and people wanting to, to talk to you. And it's like, wow, people back home were like doing everything to avoid me. And now I'm like important. So it, it does, you have to come out here and be a strong human being and remember what the goal is because this town will eat you alive. I mean, it did eat me alive and thank God I, I, I place it on the passing of my dad. I think he acted as my guardian angel to bring me back to real life and say, this is not working for you. You're a drunk, you're running your life into the ground and you need to pull it together. I felt that from him. Thank goodness. Yeah. And so that's what grounded you. And I think your relationship and now being a mom, I think are all the things you keep going, you'll go back to. Yeah. Being a mom is like the best thing that's ever happened yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when you guys, we, you were just talking about the idea and you, with the house, like there's one extra room and we're hoping someday and, yeah. And look at you now. I know. And it's no one could have prepared me for this level of just love and obsession. And, you know, you hear people say often, like, I would die for you. I would literally die for my daughter. Yeah. And it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, it's beautiful. I mean, I don't know the feeling yet. I can only see it through my friends. But I think it's wonderful, and I think it's going to be great. How how as uh, I know Randall is with his first two girls. What is he like with with her? He's the cutest dad in the entire world, and that's initially what drew me to him. Is you know our first night together that I write about in the book, where you know we had a long time of texting and things like that, and then when we finally were intimate, it was the next morning that I heard him on the phone with his kids and that was just like oh my gosh this is like a really good man yeah because i know you know the relationship i had with my dad was so beautiful and you can't even describe it or put it into words but i could feel it so i knew he would be a great dad and here he is with ocean my daughter and i'm i just know that he's always going to take care of her and yeah. her little heart so a hundred percent yeah. And and are you are you back to work now, Lala? In terms of filming. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way. 
T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the way. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Yeah, like we're, we're filming a little something right now. Right now. So okay, so what's so so what's that been like to be back at work while being a mom? Well, this is our first day, and I won't even lie. I sobbed last night because I've been with Ocean, my my daughter, you know, all day, every day since she was born. I'm, you know, constantly holding her, feeding her, putting her to bed, you know, changing diapers. So today is a lot of press with the book. Now we're filming Vanderpump Rules and I'm like feeling a little bit out of sorts. We, you know, and she's just upstairs. I can hear her and, but I'm like, I'm needing, I don't know. It's a strange feeling. Yeah. I see. I, 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 it's gotta be an adjustment. I think that with, with Maria, if we have a baby, I don't think she's going to have a really hard time going back to work. Cause I think it's like you, the joy of being with the babies. It's, it's, but you have to, cause you, you know, you need to support her too. Right. And I know that one day I want ocean to see me at work you know i grew up with a mom who worked full-time even though my dad could take care of her she was always a little hustler so i saw that and i know that um even though i'm feeling like i'm missing out on everything with ocean she is never going to remember the day that mom did press for the book and didn't hold me as much so that i can live with yeah i think uh I think that we've overrated a lot of that, <laughs> you know, where I see a lot of moms have guilt over like, yeah, what are we talking about here? Um, yeah, that's the real thing. I used yeah. to look at moms and be like, I just feel guilty that, I, that I'm that i leaving to go out to dinner with my friends. I'm like, you need it. And now that I'm a mom, I'm like, I so understand that feeling. Yeah. Do you, now what's your take on, you know, Ocean in terms of, uh, her exposure will will she be um, hidden or are you are you going to be open about that in her life I mean if you guys made any decisions you and Randall about how you're going to handle that part you know we had spoken about it and filming kind of crept up rather quickly it, it felt like we had such a long time that we didn't film and now that it's here I'm like oh my gosh we're already back at it um Actually, you know, the legally she can only film for 15 minutes a day. So they kind of made my mind up for me, which is awesome. Yeah. I don't even have to make the decision. It's like 15 minutes are up. She can't be on camera anymore. So, um, yeah, it is weird. I, I saw, I, I see accounts that are made for babies and yeah. then I'm like, do I get one for her? Do I not? Like, it's a very weird. Yeah. Yeah. I try not to judge because I don't know, you know. I don't know either. But yeah, she's, she only has so much choice in the matter because at the end of the day, you know, people are going to know her name and they're going to know you and Randall. Right. So yeah, it'll be interesting. So you're just going to kind of take it as it goes, that all that part of it. Yeah, I think I'll take it as it goes. And I, I want to keep her sheltered because obviously she's my baby. But then I, I have the other side of things where I'm like, this is my real life. And we're filming a show about real life. So 
that's where I become torn. I, where I'm like, Ocean, I need you to like, tell me if you're, if you're anti or if you're for this, Yeah. you know? Well, I think go back to when you're 14 and your gut told you what to do. Right. And I think yeah. your gut's going to know. And then I think also it's just going to come down to you, Randall and your mom giving her everything else, all the tools and the foundation. And, you know, I think that's when I've seen, I, I, I know more people who've had super successful family businesses and seeing the, the kids grow up to be adults and not be monsters. And right. I'm always asking them because normally I see the monsters that grow up. Sure. And I'm and I and you know, it they were just present as parents and they had accountability and there was work that they had to do and there was appreciation and respect for um for all the wonderful things they had and gratitude. Right. And I think it's like you just guys have to instill that from go. You know, like none and of this is free. Like that beautiful house, it's not free. You guys work, you know. I have a funny story to tell you, actually. Do we have time? Yes, we do. Oh, my God. Nothing but time, Lala, for you. Before Ocean came, it was Christmas time. Christmas time had passed, and London and Riley, Randall's two girls, got gift cards. And they wanted to go use them, so I took them to the mall. I showed them how to use them. Riley, the seven-year-old, only brought one gift card, and it had seven fifty on it. So I had to cover the rest of the stuff she chose to buy. And I said, when we get home, you have to give me one of your gift cards. And she was so confused by it. And I told them, I said, we spent all the money on this gift card and you can't use it again. And they said, it doesn't just always have $25 on it. Mm. I said, no. I said, you know, when Lala goes and, and swipes her credit card, that money is now gone. And I have to now go to work to earn money again so that we can come and do this. And they were so shocked by this fact. I showed them this is not worth anything anymore. It goes in the garbage. The seven-year-old cried. Before this all happened, as we were walking past Sephora, London, the 11-year-old said, I want to go in there. Well, once I told her how gift cards work and how the money's gone, she still had more gift cards. I walked past and I said, do you want to go in there? She goes, spending money's not as fun as I thought. <laughs> Yeah, you're a great stepmom. You've been a great stepmom to them. And I, I, I've known London since she was, I can't believe she's 11. That's crazy. It is crazy. The time flew by. I mean, I met them when Riley was three and London was six. You know, I remember Randall saying, he might kill me for saying this, but I remember like when, when before Riley was born, he was like, I don't even want to know the second baby. It's all about London. I don't yeah. want to hear it. London, London, London. She's the star of my world. Da, da. And then Riley came in. Of course, he was a maniac for Riley. Yeah. I will, and he loves all of his children equally, as does every parent. But the bond he has with London is the sweetest thing in the world. Yeah, it's amazing. It really is. It's amazing. Um, Lala, uh, I, I do want to talk about the... Um, the the abortion because if it's okay i know you write about it in the book i think it's really important because i think a lot of people go through it guys and girls and carry a lot of guilt and shame for the rest of their lives um mm -hmm. i know many people that do and uh i love to get you to, to kind of open up about that yeah that was a really hard topic to discuss because it's still one that 
people are very anti or people are very pro. I don't think anyone's in the middle. Like, I don't know where I stand on it. Maybe there are, I haven't met anyone who's in the middle. Um, my whole thought process is it's your body and no one should tell you what to do with it. I, and there's so many different circumstances as well, which also makes it a very difficult topic to discuss, but I feel like we have for so long pushed uncomfortable conversations under the rug. The rug is up to here now. Like we have to start talking about some shit, you know, we got to get uncomfortable. We have to broaden our minds just a little bit more and stop thinking about how we feel and start feeling how other people feel. Put yourself in someone else's shoes for just five minutes instead of saying, well, I would never do that. It's like, okay, so when, if that ever happens to you, you don't have to do it. That's the great thing about having a choice. And when I wrote about it or decided to, my publisher said, I don't know that you're going to get the response that you think you're going to get. I don't know that you're going to get the outpour of support or people saying, wow, I never thought of it that way. You might get a few, but let's face it, it's it's never those comments that we see. We always see the ones that tell you you suck and you're a murderer and you know, you're going to hell now. Yeah. I turned all my comments off today, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you do, is that how you deal with it, Lala? Yeah, if I don't see it, it doesn't exist. I love so, it. Great. Yeah. Great tool. Um, and I, I didn't choose to write about it because it was something that I'm wearing with pride, but it happened, you know, whether I like it or not, or would do it again tomorrow, like that, at that stage in time, that was the best option. And I think it was the best option for myself and the other party. Um, and I, I believe he's now... As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Married with a, with a beautiful child and it's just such a touchy subject that I don't even know if people are going to be able to understand where I was coming from because Mm. I wasn't super young. I was in a relationship that wasn't great. It was a young relationship, but like no one was being abused. And, And I was super in love with this person I felt at the time. So it was the hardest decision of my life. And I was not okay after I, there were times I regretted it. There were times that I thought I was going to hell. There were times that I sat there and I was like, 
what does the what does the baby at that stage in time really look like did they lie to me was it bigger than that you know you go through all of these emotions and it's almost like a torture chamber that's what i was living in and i had to talk to a therapist and i can't say that if it were to happen if i were the same person i am now and you put me in that situation i really don't know what i would choose to do very it's a very strange thing and i feel for anybody who has been through it and i just hope that there are women or you know young girls that read that chapter and feel less alone and and hopefully feel some peace yeah yeah i, I think you're going to i will say from knowing people you're going to be um surprised at how much many people really relate to that and what what were some of Lala? What were some of the things that did help you get past it or learn to live with it? I don't know that this was the healthiest way to go about it, but I had to remember the relationship and putting an innocent life into such an unhealthy and like toxic dynamic between me and this guy. That's what I had to go back to and say, you made a good decision. This was no, this was no world to bring an innocent life into. Right. And that helped. That's what kind of helped me cope until I spoke to someone who, who gave me the proper tools, which is accepting it and being okay with crying about it. And then suddenly, you know, over time, you just feel more peaceful with your decision. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to the guilt and the shame and then medicating and killing yourself, which, you know. Which I went through that as well. Yeah, right? Yeah. And, and you know, and then Lala, like what, and how do you, how do you, I mean, like, I guess, have you, losing weight after the baby, was any of that an issue for you? Did you, did, was it hard for you to do or did you have to, did it even matter to you? You know, like the whole get my body back and all that stuff. Yeah. I, I am genetically blessed. My dad was thin. My brothers are little stick figures. So I was kind of just a belly when I got pregnant and was pregnant. And once I had her, I will say my, my bounce back was, was quick and I was grateful for that. But as a woman, when you go and you try to fit into things that you just bought and you got a bigger size, and this sounds so stupid that I'm saying this because you look on Instagram and you see these women and we're all comparing saying, well, I want to look like that. Well, you look great. It's, it's just crazy how we always want exactly what we don't have. And it's such, such an illusion because we look at Instagram and it's not real life. And so, yeah, I, I think it, it messes with me sometimes when I'm like, okay, things, things have changed with my body. But then I look at my daughter and I'm like, okay. And my confidence comes back. That's a newfound confidence where it's like, think about what your body just did and created. And even though Randall helped, <laughs> I freaking baked a human being. Yeah. So then you kind of forget about how your body may have changed. <laughs> right. I think that's a great tool. I've never heard anyone look at it that way or use that as a point of reference, but you're right. 
Well, I hope that every woman who goes through pregnancy and having a baby can feel that way because all of our bodies are very different. No two are alike, but I hope they know from the outside, people looking in, there's a lot of people that think you're a beautiful human being. It's just that little devil inside that wants to focus on all of the negative things. But for every negative, if you really think about it, there's a thousand more positive. Yeah. But I think you have to focus on that. And I think muting these things is good. And I think that um, the exercises you do in the morning and the night yeah really help i i do focus on the negative i'm a glass i think i've told you this before i'm a glass half empty type of person i have to actively you know bring myself to a level of you're going to be positive today you're going to be grateful you're going to think about all the things that you do have going on rather than not and because i know negative comments affect me instead of going there it's like just turn them off if I can control it, then I'm going to. I'm a Virgo. I like control. Yeah. But it sounds to me like, you know, you, you're putting in the work. And I think a lot of people can relate to the half-empty look at things. But but you're working at changing that. Because a lot of people don't think you can change that about yourself. And, and um, maybe you're not changing it, but you are controlling it. Yeah. Well, just being a human being is a lot of work. There's, yeah. you know, become how we are and then we constantly have to work to evolve and keep the evolution happening. It's, it's exhausting. <laughs> it is exhausting. You know, it's funny last just side note. So a friend of a very, very dear friend of mine who I'm as close to as, as you and I are Ebony William K Williams. Now the um, star of uh, New York housewives. Yes. I can't wait to watch her. I'm so excited for Eb. So we've known each other forever. She started at my network. And we've been super close for years. And so last night, um, I watched the, like, it was a wrap-up of last season. And it was good because I haven't watched New York in probably like a decade. I watched a little of Jersey and then Beverly Hills, but I never watched, for whatever reason, New York. And I have friends with some, like Dorinda and, you know, some of the girls on that show. But I watched this show. And it they, they cut it up like a highlight reel almost. And when I saw the <laughs> the toxicity, the insanity, the I'm like, that's not Ebony. And I'm like, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, what the hell is poor Ebony getting herself in the middle of? And she's strong and fierce, so she's going to be fine. But I swear to God, like, if you were from another world and you watch this, you'd be like, what the hell am I watching? And I don't even know why I just even brought that up to you because but you're on you a different show. But you wouldn't change the channel. Nope. So no! I mean, no! 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 understands the assignment. <laughs> okay. Thought, you understand the assignment. There it is. Even though that's real life, you throw people in a room together who have different values and different outlooks on life. There's bound to be, that's why you bring those people onto the same show. So, so is it like the Sopranos? Like, this is the life we chose. That's the, the line they always say in the mob. Hey, remember, this is the life we chose. Kevin, 100%. <laughs> so, so, okay. But so you go in knowing it's your assignment because you're a veteran and you're on this journey evolving. I, I, go I just. In knowing that there is no gray area in that moment. It is black where it's white. And if you have an opinion 
I have an opinion and you voice it. There's nothing that goes unsaid when that camera turns on. Okay, so that's you. You're right. going into it with this understanding, like, hey, we're going to war. That's it. Basically, like, I know what I'm, th this is, again, this is the life we chose. But as I'm watching some of these shows, and and, and by the way, let's go back and you've, you've expressed to me what medicating does to you, the kind of mm -hmm. like fantasy world it puts you in. Like, So a lot of these people are drinking very heavily. I'm not so sure that they know that I'm going into like I'm going into battle or I'm going into this world and I understand that this is my I, I'm it doesn't seem that way it just seems like they, they're they're going along for the ride whatever comes and happens I don't know if there's that much thought other than just drinking and saying whatever they want right and but the thing is is that you never know when it's gonna pop off it just kind of like someone says something and there you're triggered and it's like everything you've ever said behind their back is now coming to the forefront and it could go either way and it makes great television and that's why i had to become this i had to be lala and then lauren when i went home because if i and keep in mind they're the same people like everyone's like, well, does that mean it's a character? It's like, it's not no. a character. It's like body armor that I put on before I go into an interview or go on a red carpet or before I film Vanderpump Rules because if I don't have that on, I'm gonna run away and I'm gonna cry and I'm gonna live in Utah and I'm gonna be okay with a nine to five job. And, and that's what it is, which is a great life. But I live for this lifestyle. It feeds my soul. I have a great time being in front of a camera, have a great time looking at a script. But, you know, with good comes a lot of bad. So Lala is the body armor that is okay with the bad coming in with the good. Yeah. You know, Deepak Chopra says, he said it on this show, that we have many roles in this life and we're not one, we're not any one role, you know? And I think that's what a society doesn't want to accept. They all just want us to be whatever they say we are or it's black or it's white. And when you are Lala, but you're also Lauren. I mean, this, you know, I know people would love to me to just keep talking Vanderpump and maybe there's a little more time for Vanderpump, but I, I think there's something really important that I want you to talk about that will help a lot of people. The impact of changing your name, because I did the same thing, by the way, from Lauren Birmingham to Lala Kent. I feel like there was something deeply psychological and transformative about that for you is that accurate 100 percent. it's when i think and it's strange because when my mom calls me lala i'm like oh, no no <laughs> lauren and certain people that i've known from childhood where they're like do i call you lala now i'm like please do not like that is you know me you know my deepest darkest secrets you know every wound i have I am Lauren to you and you will only call me that. So yes, it was when I took on Lala Ken, I felt very exposed. And like, I almost like I would look at when, even now when I read things online, I'll look in the mirror and be like, Lala, like who is that person? Like they wrote all of this stuff about me and like this person sounds horrific. You know, I'm, I'm simply just this person for shock value, entertainment value, or we learned something from Lala. And it's like, 
there's so much more, but I feel like you'll never see that because it's not interesting. Like Lauren is not interesting to Vanderpump rules or to be on, you know, taken up by interview. It's she's just a girl who wants to like lay in her bed and be with her kid and talk to her mom. So yes, being Lala Kent definitely psychologically was, yeah, it does, sometimes does, takes its toll on me. It takes its toll, but does it help you divorce maybe from some of the negative stuff? Cause you're like, well, that's Lala, that's not Lauren. It helps me not take it home with me. It helps me to be able to say like, we're leaving that at the door. You know how, you know, when a dad walks in from work and it's time to be with his kids, it's like, put the phone away, leave your work at the door. Now it's family time. It's the exact same thing for me. But when you decide, when you decide to do this though, right, you decide it's because it's a big thing. You, you've been this name that you're proud of. I'm sure Lauren Birmingham. And, but when you made that decision, what was that? Was it like Lala Kent's just a cooler name or was it, this is going to help me become, uh, to get out of the box, maybe Utah or family or society put me in. It's going to allow me to be free and be something new. Oh, Kevin, I actually didn't even make the decision on my own. My name is Lauren Birmingham. Like you're burning a ham and everyone calls me Lauren Birmingham. So already I knew this name, right, which I just did. <laughs> that's what I thought it was. Yes. And can I tell it's totally fine. Everyone does that. And that's why I, that's how I knew this name is not for Hollywood. People can't even, it's just too much. It's not that I wasn't proud of it, but it was not a great stage name. So I switched my name to Lauren Kent. I took my dad's first name as my last because I still wanted to represent him. I changed the E to a Y so that if someone in a casting in the casting director position said that girl, she spells her name with a Y because Lauren is a common name, they would know something different. And then I get out to LA and my best friend from childhood lives out here for 10 years. And she has called me Lala because that was my nickname back home. She's introducing me to everyone as Lala. So no one knew who Lauren was anymore. It was like, oh, Danny's coming with Lala. So that was just my name now, whether I liked it or not. And as I went on through Vanderpump, Lala became my shield because I became this person who could deal with shit and go toes with people. And you're not going to see me cry because only Lauren from Utah cries. So I'll do that when I get home. Does that make sense? Yeah, so it helped. And I think I do think that for people that want, so you weren't consciously thinking about it, but I think people that want a new start, it's kind of a nice technique. It really is. I see the same thing with Jax Taylor. When we're alone, just like with all, you know, a group mm -hmm. of friends, no cameras, no, no hubbub, he is Jason Couchy, and he is an incredible human being. But Jax Taylor is reality TV gold. No one wants to watch Jason. I want to no watch Jason. Watch I do. <laughs> yeah, but that's so interesting. So he, so he, so because I was wondering, there are certain reality stars who who turn it on because they know it's showtime. Yeah, I think so too. But you can tell those people don't last on TV very long. So one. The ones who act like you think you want them to act because they watched it somewhere and they think that's what makes good TV. 
those people are like moving on to the next. So maybe, so with, with Jax, you know, he's still, it's gotta be, if what you're saying is true, then the Jax is still part of Jason. You know, Jason might just be like that other side of him, but time, but Jax might be times a hundred. Jax is the one that's thrown into situations with people that he doesn't get along with. Kevin, would you ever, if you didn't enjoy someone and they talked behind your back, would you ever be like, I'm going to call them to go to dinner? No, no. never. Exactly. <laughs> never. We, we're thrown into situations where we do call them to go to dinner. And we try to work it out and we try to get on the same page. And it's all real life because we're all connected in some way. But if you're friends with Josie and she's your best friend, but her best friend you don't connect with, you're only going to go to lunch with Josie when she's not with Karen, you know? So how is it with these? So it's got to be a trip with all these new cast members coming in. It's got to be weird because you guys have been in the foxhole together for so long. And yeah, you're in different phases in your life too, right? Last year was strange. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm always open to meeting new people, but last year was weird. It, there were a lot of new people and we were at such a strange point in life. People were getting married and engaged and talking about having children. So it was like, I don't know where this 24 year old who doesn't eat pasta is going to fit into my life because I'm like going to get married and I'm probably going to have pasta at my wedding. So like, how does she fit in? I don't know. Yeah. There's a, so you do feel a little bit of a generation gap. Yes. Which I never thought I would ever feel. I used to look at, you know, when I came into the scene and everyone was like, you're so, you're just young. I was like, how does that, that it doesn't matter. I, I don't, I don't think that age matters unless you act a certain age, you know, like for example, Charlie, Charlie would have been my best friend season four. Like we would have torn it up, but I'm just a different person now. So I am very picky about who I bring into my life, especially now that I have a child, I'm not just opening my door for anybody. Do you, Lala, do you see differences between this generation and your generation from when you were at that age and they're at that age? Do you see differences? Yes, they're, yes, they're much more into like the social media and that's kind of the validation. And I think I just barely skipped that point in time. You know, like I grew up with a flip phone and smartphones didn't come into play until I was a little older, I think like high school. So it's a different world. And I'm grateful that I just barely missed that craziness. You know, I didn't get social yeah. media until I signed on to Vanderpump Rules because it was like, well, I guess I kind of need this. Mm -hmm. But I would say that that's the biggest thing. That is the greatest uh, accomplishment is when you hit a certain number of followers or validation where you're like, you got this many likes. This person says you look so good. It's very strange, and I can't, I can't get down with it. And even when they co-mingle, is it different than when you guys party together, watching them party together? Do you see a difference? Yeah, I do, and I think it's because they've watched a lot of reality TV. Oh, interesting. How does that I'm play in? About, I'm talking about the people that were on the show. I, I don't know how kids party these yeah. days because I've been in this in that no but let, let's talk about the people on the show yeah how how 
how would that affect them growing up With watching her. you guys well well uh, growing up watching you guys and then coming on to the show you'd mention you know that probably affects how they commingle on the show yeah i think they watch to see what makes a pop in tv show and you know they they watch us go toes because at this late in the game like even if you haven't seen our show you know what vanderpump rules is when i came on they only had three vanderpump rules had only been on for three years you know it was like maybe you've heard of it maybe you haven't i've heard of it i had never seen an episode at this stage i think most people have at least seen one episode you know mm -hmm. that they were like oh i'm not going to change the channel so I just feel like this new group came in and they tried to act like what they saw on TV, except for Dana. I think Dana came in and was freaking awesome. She was organic, authentic, and she killed it. And she was like nothing you had ever seen on reality TV. Why? Because she was being Dana. And I think um, it's hard to resist the, yeah, I'm going to go in and I'm going to, I'm going to get the big pop. I'm going to make the big splash. Right. When they've seen it. But it's kind of short-lived. Like you said, I think you're right about that, at least from what I've seen. Um, and then, the, you know, are they all like this? Are they all like trying to form businesses and stuff like that? I always get a kick out of that, too. I will literally deal with someone who's like, they, they get like maybe six episodes of something on a, on a, you know, a reality show that, you know, may not make it. And yet it's the clothing line and the this line and the drink line. Right. And I'm like, wait. I, I always respect the hustle. Whenever I see someone on reality TV trying to do something, because I've been there. Yeah. I've been there where you're new and you're like, I have this short, this short window. And sometimes it's a heavy hitter. You get, you know, Bethany Frankel. And sometimes it's like, oh, I remember that one time that they made bejeweled hats. <laughs> No. Yes, yes, and like, have you? And, and for the old cast members who are not, do you, do you keep in touch with them, Lala? Yes, they are very present in my life, and it's going to be very weird doing this without them. Mm -hmm. And I will miss doing this without I, them. I wonder if they miss it too. They do, and it's it's just weird you know yeah. we lost people and and i tell them often how grateful i am for the show that they made a success for so many years that i got to that i get to be a part of you know yeah. nine years of a show with with up until this season the exact same cast maybe some add-ons but no one was gone it they yes they'll they'll miss it it'll it'll be extremely strange it's watching the challenge uh, all-star thing you know um reunion they brought them all back and maria got involved with it and it was interesting that they're fighting for five hundred thousand dollars but they had what we saw is because these people had been through thick and thin for a decade or two baby um, sorry the babies are my my fur babies are tripping um but they had been through thick and thin together that even though they were fighting for the 500,000, kind of, they weren't as big a cutthroats because they had been through it. Maria was like, no, Kevin, they've been through it together. There's a bond here. Right. It's like a trauma bond almost. Oh yeah. After that, you have a bond because you have all of that history. 
that you look back on and you're like, wow, we've done some crazy things to each other and we got through it. You know, it's, we're like family there. I don't want to say it's an unconditional love because I'm sure there are things that we could do where it's like, eh, I just don't know what that line is. I mean, we, they've slept with each other's boyfriends, <laughs> you know, we've done some crazy things to each other and we've made it through all of it. Do you think, That's my family. Do you think they'll be okay career-wise? Uh, I hope so. Yeah. I really do. I want nothing but the best for them. And it it's just something where, you know, with time. Yeah. With time, it'll... I, I told Stassi, I want you to really just enjoy your daughter right now. Yes. Yeah. And I think time and time helps, I think. And by the way, because, you know, we're both very close to Faith Stoller and Faith was saying, even with Stasi, she's like, I, she just needs time. You know, by the way, I shouldn't say that because I don't want to like speak out of turn. But I know it was to process everything and really understand things and get a better, get to know them. Look at you to be able to get to know yourself better. Um, yeah, the pandemic, I think, offered a lot of time for people to make some serious changes yeah. because we're stuck with ourselves. I feel like some people, yeah, were able to elevate and kind of go inward and learn. And then I think other people just went crazy too, because this right. It could go either way. People either like developed a drinking habit or like became yogis. <laughs> right. Like... Right. Yes. What do you think? And how do you think we come out of this Lala, you know, the, as, as hopefully we get back to living. I hope we do. And I also hope that this pandemic hasn't pushed us further into just being with our people, you know, like our little like family and our friends and being antisocial because we've been antisocial for so long. Like I know when I'm thrown into a group setting and someone comes up to me, I'm like, I don't recognize you. I don't recognize your voice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where where's someone that I do recognize that I've seen in the past 18 months. Yeah going to be an adjustment it is and the i think the last thing we need is i think being antisocial will only divide us more and I do too. and i yeah i i think you're right i think we really have to we have more a lot more work to do um kelsey before you go lala kelsey's a huge fan so yes kelsey you can ask your fangirl questions oh man throw me on the lala. spot kev what yeah. what was i gonna Why? oh oh i was just lala you and i briefly talked about it. i thought it's so sweet that you have kids at the same time as like all your friends and everyone on the show. I just think that that's so cool. And I want to know if you guys have swapped any fun um, advice. Ooh, fun advice. You know, because Brittany, we were all, you know, due at different points in time, obviously. Yeah. And there were, you know, my baby came in March instead of April. So the advice that I would say that's not fun, but has been a topic of conversation, Kevin, I'm sorry, but <laughs> I'm going to go here. You get extremely constipated after an epidural. So our topic of conversation was how to pass a poop oh my gosh. without ripping your stitches. But thank God you guys have each other. I know it's disgusting, but this is this is real life. This is what it's turned out to be. Truly. Oh I told God. Brittany, I was like, you need a lot of laxatives. 
that wasn't helping her. So, but good news. She finally passed a good one. I know that you were dying to know that. Yes, Brittany. Thank you for the awesome question. You're so welcome. So welcome. Also, I'm loving the merch, by the way, that what does it say? You've started reading books. Yes. Season four, Peter asked me, uh, what have you been up to? And I said, I've taken up reading books and people thought it was really funny. So I made some merch that said that. And I, I thought that you guys would think that was cute. I love love. Lala. You are such a gem and such a joy. And, uh, I'm so happy for you. And, and, uh, I, I can't wait to see what comes next. I know like what, you know, we should ask her, what's her self, what is your always, when you always obsessed about, what is your self-care rituals? What oh, is yeah. it that well, you I always mean, say? So many people on the show, we have like all these healers and these experts. So I think it's so cool to always ask everyone, like, what are your self-care non-negotiables? I know Matthew McConaughey told us that he was like, if I don't get nine hours of sleep every night, I'm out. So I always think it's fascinating. We know someone who did a, who does a quarterly sabbatical 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 yeah it's like yeah it, even when she had no money she would go to like a double tree in for like three days and shut her phone off and just yeah do whatever yeah. so what are your your self-care right? non-negotiables <laughs> so i i have a strict bedtime because i have to take a shower and lay in bed and watch at least two episodes of a show before I go to bed, preferably housewives. Those are about an hour each. So if I roll into bed at midnight, that makes, that hits me, you know, closing my eyes and slipping into REM at, you know, two in the morning, maybe two 30. And then I have to be up with the baby. So my non-negotiables are, I need to start getting ready for bed around seven o'clock. So I can get the shower or bath that I deserve and time in my bed. Dang right. Okay. So I love that. I forget that you and Randall are like Marie and I, where you're obsessed with television. (laughs) So you're watching all the other reality shows. You watch all the housewives. Oh yeah. I know everything, everything (laughs) about all of them. I just finished season 12, the most recent season of New York. And now I started again and I'm on season three. Wait, you you rewatch? Oh yeah. I uh, cause you know we're ninety day fiance diehards in this house. That I watch with Randall. That I watch with Randall. Yeah, that's great couples yeah, viewing. We watch without each other. Great couples viewing, but I can't see myself going back and watching it. And the other thing that must be strange for you is you're because you're in this kind of fraternity sorority of reality stars. You know all of them personally, a lot of them, right? Yeah, I would say a lot of them I do know and we follow each other on Instagram and it's like when we see each other, it's really fun. Um, I will say I've never met a housewife that I, I've never met a Bravo celebrity that I haven't liked. You know what? You, now that you mention it, neither have I (laughs) and Maria. No, they're amazing. Every time they've come in to do the show. We, I've always ended up friends. I've gotten invites all to their houses. Like you, you're right about that. They kind of know how to have fun. They're so fun and they're so entertaining. And I'm usually like, wow, you are exactly how you are on the show. Like when I watch you having fun, this is exactly, I don't want to be on your bad side because I've seen you go toes. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I love it all. Why? And I love Dorinda. the giant hearted person. Why? what's the skinny why isn't she on i'm only asking i'm asking literally as a fan why is she not on i have no idea 
I have no idea. Hmm. And last year she had a tough go. Like she was kind of, you know, angry, but you know, I've been angry on seasons, you know, when you're dealing with emotions and it's like, I get it. She's angry. Let her be angry. Yeah. She's amazing. I'm a huge Dorinda fan. Huge heart. So generous, warm. Yeah. I was just like, cause I was like, wait, and she loves hard. That's what it is. Yeah. Matter. Yeah. Maybe that's a recipe for the best reality star too. I agree. You know, I call them passionate. <laughs> passionate. Although I love my villains too. I have to say. And I think 90 day fiance to me, I'm I'm sorry. It's the creme that, de la creme. The gold. <laughs> 90 day is awesome. <laughs> it is. It's just I can't you know, I can't get enough of it. I have to tell you. I like I only oh in Married at First Sight we love too and like we we want yeah good couples viewing, good couples Amazing. viewing. Amazing, yeah. yeah. Um, Lala, you know I'd keep you here forever. You got to get back to the baby and and your job, but we we love you and Marie and I can't wait to get back to LA and see you guys and see the baby and um anyway you know you're always get no matter what happens if you're up or you're down, uh you're always gonna have Marie and I always so. You know that and i love you guys so much thank yeah. you for having me and please give maria the biggest hug for me i, I really i have you guys I in my know. prayer you guys the book is uh give them lala by the great lala kent um it's a really fun but inspirational read that i think a lot of women and uh, you oh, yeah. really need this to you know because you guys just carry too much and uh and i swear to god you get to the end of life and you kind of realize like even my dad at the end of his life was just like why why right. do i care mm -hmm. about this why did I care and, about that? Mm -hmm. Why did I care? You know? And so for us, the living, you know, it's so important to know that we don't have to carry this stuff anymore. You know? Anyway, Lala. And I have to say, too, you. we were reading it. We were saying this a lot at the beginning. You read it and you feel like you're just talking to her. I mean, like, Lala, you wrote this so in your voice. It's so amazing. It's so funny. Like, like I laughed. I cried. It's, it's such yeah. a good book. Really nice. Aw, thank you, Kels. I appreciate that a lot. Thank you such for a saying good book. that. All right, you go, we'll it. let you go. Bye, Lala. I love you. I love, love to you. Randall. We'll All right, Angel. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Wow. The great Lala Kent. She's the best. She really is. Just she really like, is. Such a... Uh. I was always, like, such a fan of her on um, Vanderpump because she just said it how it so was. So even before... Yeah, I knew. wasn't a... Like, I never really watched it, but when I would watch it with my friends who were fans, I was like, oh, I love her. Because she just always says it how, like, she said it how it was. Yeah. She didn't take shit. And I was like, I love this girl. She's just, she's who she is right there. Like, what, yeah, how we just Lala. saw her. That's just her. Oh, that's, that's just her. Yeah. So, yeah, I, and think I think she's wonderful. And I think Randall's good for her because yeah. he just knows how to enjoy life and take things lightly. But I think she's really good for Randall. Oh, God, yeah. You know, yeah. she's really good for And Randall. I really, act, really enjoyed the book. So, I think a lot of people will get a lot of value out of it. Yeah. And I liked it too. I like an easy read. Like we're so, we have so many people. It's like, Holy. I mean, it's intense. Yeah. This, this show's intense. And like we talk about all the time, like we're Kelsey and I go to class every day. <laughs> Truly. So it's always nice just to have a fun conversation. But then again, it's like Dave Keckner and Lala. It's like, mm -hmm. she's always dropping gems for me. Oh yeah. The things that I can apply. Oh yeah. You know, in my life. Um, yeah, I think the book's going to do really well. And I, and I think it's going to help a lot of people I too. So Cause too. I think a lot of, I know a lot of my friends, I feel like how she feels, mm -hmm. you know, he carries mm -hmm. so much of this. You know, like, so much. And it's why. I know. You know, I mean, guilt and shame to a degree, a slight degree, if it's going to keep you on the straight and narrow, yeah. great. But if it's going to actually be destructive to you, 
Well, how wild that she, I mean, you keep saying she and Dave Keckner and Dave's whole thing was guilt and shame, get rid of guilt and shame. Yeah. And she literally right off the, off the bat was like, it's scientifically proven that guilt will re- eat you alive. Kills you. That's where disease comes from. Yeah. It's obviously stress and anxiety, but just guilt and shame. I'm going to start trying to do her uh, morning and night. I think it's amazing. I, I've, I've always wanted to do it and I never committed to it, yeah. but I think the new twist she gave me is that do it with couples yeah that's i liked that a lot i think that really could get you know marie and i on the same page mm-hmm. about a lot of things um and we're going to be moving into a new frontier yeah maybe we want to have are. children so we you know hopefully god willing you know we'll be where she's at right now but then also life without mom without lisa mm-hmm. is going to be a new frontier and mm-hmm. and i was saying to maria this morning like listen it doesn't all have to be bad no. It's just new. Yeah. It's just different. It's just different. It's just like a lot of people, like guys, like whatever, however this new world is going to look, um, it doesn't have to be bad uh, or even good. It's just different. Mm-hmm. And that's, but life, life is, a, you know, if things were all the same, we'd be in the stone age. Yeah. When I, I right. Think, I think if you have that mindset too, it's like you can just go about it more easily. Like you talk about Kev, it's a, uh, an, an adventure what what is your word that you use yeah you just look at it as, i think it was that i think it was adventure. an adventure yeah look at it as an adventure yeah you were a um a pirate it was a pirate i, yeah. lo- I love i like that's seared in my brain yeah. now that you said, i love it like why you know it's like okay that's the, so what you know when i was in the carney business and i could look at it like oh my god we're gonna the next 20 days i'm gonna be if i sleep at all be under a truck here and there and on you know all this i mean just brutal but then i would look at it like you know what? Like, okay, the next adventure is, you know, how do we, you know, go to Lollapalooza, this place called Randall Island, and we're mm-hmm. going to see all these crazy bands and all the uh, all the, the misfits and miscreants we're going to meet. And how do we, like, how do we work? How do we even accomplish the goal and come back alive? Like, you know, and I always looked that way. And so it's even with you, Kelsey, it was about, hey, like, you know, how often can you have a summer in Boston in your 20s, like, and be single? Mm-hmm. I mean, in New York, too. So mm-hmm. it's like, don't look at what, oh, I can't be in L.A., which you've already been in L.A. Look at mm-hmm. it. It's like, hey, this is, I'm going to meet all these new friends. Oh, and by yeah. the way, you've already met lifelong friends already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you got to, you know, and I, I, even with the pandemic, it was like, wait, how am I going to renovate yeah. this house? Wait, what? Now I have to do the, this massive renovation that like mm-hmm. is way beyond me. I'm not an architect or a, an engineer, right. but it was like, okay, let's just see how much, how far I can take this body and this mind. And we're going to figure it out. And mm-hmm. while I'm, you know, I'll sleep on the floor and with microwave next to me. And I've just <laughs> lived a, pirate, a pirate's life, pirate's for, life me. for you, you know, but she looks at, you can tell she looks at Vanderpump that way too. To- Totally. Going in. Totally, and I think totally. the more you look at things like that and, uh, you know, and death is part of life. And so, you know, what's next now? You know, for us here, what's next? Mm-hmm. What's new? Yeah. And uh, we let's start planning the new adventure as uh, Marie's mother would want us to do. And that goes for her dad, too. So, yeah. you know, we're still not there yet. Obviously, it was loose ends. We're still tying up. But anyway, yeah, the spirit of Lala Kent. Wonderful. And uh, yeah, that was nice. It was a nice interview. I hope you liked it, Kelsey. I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, she's a really special kid. I yeah, every time she's been on, I'm always blown away by her. Well it's I'm also blown away by the fact that she's only three years older than me. That's crazy. A lot of living. A lot of living. A lot of living.
I'm like, what? I always forget that. Yeah. Well, it's funny. She is an older soul. Yeah, she definitely That's why she's with an older guy. But then, you know, Hannah Stocking was just a younger soul. Right. Not immature. Right. But younger. Right. You just felt like she was younger. Well, that's what I said from the get-go. I mean, it's, I yeah. felt like I was talking to a 16-year-old. Right. Although the girl's brilliant. She's a dark, you know, she but was younger to be a dark, but a younger yeah. soul. Yeah. So I have a medium soul. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, because it's older in some ways, Kelsey. Yeah. No, I, I think so too. For, for sure. But then it's young and it's light in others, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. a lot of us too, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, yeah, it's, um, I don't know. It's the adventure called life. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right, Kelsey. Until then, what? Until then, Kev. Um, well, I just have to say, what? again, when Chenza did great. She did so good. Kevin Kev, scared right. her so many times when you got excited. Oh, I'm sorry, Winchenza. <laughs> I didn't mean to. She was like, Bleh. Oh. So, but she did so well. Are we going to show her a diamond necklace? Yes, please. This is just great programming. I've showed it a couple so times. I'm just on. a proud dad. Look at her. Wow. We have a little pandemic cut. Which means Daddy has to do the trimming and the grooming, mm-hmm. and so we have we did we've introduced this new little yeah she's blinging this new little ponytail. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Ten years we never rocked that look, and then she's got her little cause she's got a little diamond collar. She and looks so good. She's doing so good. She's doing it's so well. Great. Good job, Winchester. Unfortunately, Lita and Maria's dog is not Beethoven's not doing well. I know. So which are, he's very sad without he's so and sad. he's lost without Lita. So we're. Um, little doggy tip it's we just have to hold them as much as we mm-hmm. can and kind of you know show them positives of a new life mm-hmm. so yeah anyway, all right well all right kelsey on that until note, then you guys be nice people make good choices and be present and give them lala yes bye bye Winchenza. Hey, Hill Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.